politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to put out 50 million fires in a republic that is in ruins. If that is your goal to put out those fires, I don't know if we can put them all out, but we could certainly identify them and try. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here today at CR Podcast, which is not just a show, but a movement. Uh, so many people have signed up for our con action teams, fighting in the legislatures, fighting to make red states red, fighting to find some sort of refuge for liberty, freedom, sanity, and values um, on this earth. Because if it's not here, it ain't going to be in any other country. Glad to be with you for a brand new week. Here as we head into the spring, it is Monday, March 20th, and uh, you know, with the spring, you expect to see new things, new growth, rejuvenation, but instead we see the same old from the GOP. Today is the 20th anniversary of the Iraq War, where we wasted an entire decade Dying for Sunni-Shia civil wars, dying for Fallujah, bringing in hundreds of thousands of Sunni and Shia refugees, all for nothing. That was the last GOP president. Then we had another one. We had Donald Trump. And the same thing, not only did we fail to do good things, but while the left was sabotaging us, I would say during the Bush years, they were building that collapse of the society we had under Reagan and they succeeded all while we were fighting for Iraq. And then in 2016, when possibly, maybe, we could have fought for some sort of salvaging of a republic we had, we fought for one man's freaking ego while that one man exhibited negative efficacy. Just like the COVID shots. Trump is like a COVID vaccine. In that the more you inject, the more you infect. You need boosters. Why do you need boosters? Well, because it's a self-indictment of the original thing didn't work. And it caused it to be worse. So now you have it's even worse. And then you got the side effects. You militarize the left as if you're going to fight them. But then actually, you have negative efficacy on the fight itself. And just like the supporters of the vaccines where they will glum onto them even as they get COVID, even as they die. So too, they will never move off this man. Everything has to be done to service the one. And I'm sick of this nonsense. I don't even care about the presidential election. I care about our state efforts more. But every second, everything has to be shut down to service this one man. Oh, the, the poor and hush payments. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And don't get me wrong. Obviously, we understand that it would create a constitutional crisis if they do it. It should be blocked. But we should be fighting the extradition of political persecutions everywhere. And we should have been doing that, as I called for last year, not just because of the one. So I want to delve into this business where they're you know, trying to smear DeSantis and make everything about Trump. Um, who is the COVID vaccine of politics? Who is the hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin of politics? First, as the banks go belly up, and we now see this is a much bigger problem than two banks. Um, you, you have the European problems now with the Swiss banks. Um, everything's going to hell in a handbasket. We are in a vicious 
double trap of inflation and banking failures with liquidity. Gold is already up like 20% recently. That is where it's at. Are you going to put your IRA in this system, or are you, you going to evacuate from it? You only have a couple more weeks unless you file an extension to do your taxes. Let's say, like me, you owe some money at the end of the season. Where are you going to put it? Often, you could put in, you know, last year, $6,000 per person, yourself, your spouse, for an IRA. Are you going to put that into junk, or are you going to put that into precious metals that are actually worth something? If you text Daniel to 989898, Birch Gold will send you. They're beautifully put together, very easy to comprehend, uh, info guide, info kit on how to convert your IRA into gold or silver or some sort of mix. Um, You'll be contacted by a specialist. These guys, by the way, they're really smart. Uh, I spoke to one of their senior guys last week. I was working out my situation, spoke to him for like 45 minutes. They're like Ron Paul people, really smart on on economics and – you know, you'll feel like you're in good hands. They'll walk you through everything. Uh, obviously, this is real gold and silver that's deposited in places like Dallas, Delaware. Um, I think in Nevada they have, California. Uh, so it's safe there as a nest egg for you and your family now more than ever. I mean, this this literally writes itself, um, given what we're going through. Gold and precious metals is where it's at. Text Daniel to 989898. And by the way, DeSantis just, you know, as I'm getting on here, he held a press conference. Boom. Right away. He's introducing legislation in the legislature. I mean, not literally because someone has to do it for him, but someone will. Banning central bank digital currency and banning the recognition of foreign central bank digital currency in Florida. And again, he's working with other states. That's what he's trying to do. Lead that interposition. Um, and he, he promised that uh, Texas will probably work with him. Dan Patrick seems like he's been in contact with him. So he also mentioned, remember we talked about this UCC bill, this UCC bill, where under the Uniform Commerce Code, we have this quiet bill that was just sailing through all these legislatures, banning cryptocurrency like Bitcoin as being defined as money while having central bank digital currency could be defined as money. And we had all these, like, guys that were fighting with us. Oh, it doesn't create a central bank digital currency. I'm like, uh, we, we know it doesn't literally create it, but it, when the feds push it, it'll make it easier to make that the only currency because now you banned cryptocurrency as an escape hatch. So why in a red state are you making things worse when you should be making it better if you really oppose central bank digital currency, go and file a bill to do that. Not just don't do this, but go on offense. You you ask, and one man shall deliver. And in Florida, he's doing that. Issue after issue after issue after issue. But what happened over the weekend? There was this lynch mob online of all the Trump supporters. DeSantis better come out and say he's going to block extradition of Trump. Like, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. So it's interesting. It's interesting. You make zero demands of your guy. Like, why is no one demanding that Trump immediately come out with a statement saying, look, you know, I support the shots. I like warp speed. I I'm the, I created the best vaccines ever. But you know what? At this point, for babies, I mean, come on. Like, that. That that's not a proper risk-benefit 
structure. Um, what I'm trying to say is even within his own warped view of the vaccines, he could still fit in some semblance of sanity and say that. And it would be very impactful. And this is something that is his thing. That's his baby. He's the most prominent voice for it. He says it's his thing. It would make such a difference if he would come out and say it's immoral to push his son babies. But he won't say a word. And part of the reason he won't say a word is because for eight freaking years, his supporters refuse to demand anything of it. So I, I like, I heart them that they're demanding things of DeSantis. And I think that's what we should do. Now, you have to understand what's a realistic expectation and demand at a given moment. And we're going to get into that. But I like the way they're thinking. This man is head and shoulders above everyone else. But I don't think we should rest on our laurels. Like I said, I want to see a second term be even better. And indeed, almost every day is coming out with a new thing. So I think that's reasonable. So there's a lot of things that are true at the same time about this impending possible Trump indictment and arrest or whatever. There's a lot to say. But uh, among most of the talk show hosts, you're going to hear it's just this blind Trump, 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 Trump. Oh, and then they'll have like this throwaway line. Yeah, it's not just about Trump. It's about all of us. We don't have the rule of law and they're going to come after all of us. If they could come after Trump, they could come after all of us. Dude, they already did. And you said nothing. I was the one calling on. It was actually, I wrote a column last June. It was during the Steve Bannon thing. And I noted at the time, I said, it's, it's a shame Steve Bannon didn't live in a red state because then we would call on them. I actually said this to block the extradition, if there would be such a thing. And I said, this is something we need to get ahead of. It's become very clear that there's no justice with the anarcho-tyranny in red states, and that is why, in blue states, and that is why it is so important. We need to start saying, we are going to block extradition. So I've been all over that. I've been all over it. And there's no evidence that DeSantis wouldn't do it. And indeed, he is the only one who would do it, if the shoe were on the other foot, you better believe Trump wouldn't do it. Not just because that, you know, you're in a competition and it's get personal and Trump is personal and petty and can't think beyond himself, but he wouldn't have the balls to do it. Um, so I think DeSantis should be flattered that people think that highly of him, that they're asking him to do something that has never been done. And I'd like to see it be I, I'd like to see it be done. I really would. But Here's the problem. It's a moot point. So we had this, you know, early Saturday, late Friday night, whatever. Trump comes out. They're about to arrest me on Tuesday. And everyone's like, DeSantis better block it. But, and, and I myself was like, yeah, yeah, you know, because this was, you know, this is right up my alley. That red states need to just push back. And I'm, I'm all for that. I'm 100% all for that. These people don't have the right to do it because they never cared about it when Trump supporters were being extradited. I mean, I'm dealing with this, someone I know. One of 1,200 new people facing 10 years in prison now, they're being arrested on literally doing nothing. We need to get to that point, and I'm fairly confident that the DeSantis administration is broadly going to address this issue of political persecution and maybe how Florida could help. But it turned out that Trump wasn't even in Florida at that point. On Saturday, he was in 
Oklahoma attending the NCAA Division One whatever wrestling championship I think it was held in Tulsa. So you know he didn't seem to be too worried himself. Then he comes out and walks back the Tuesday claim. Well, no, it's not necessarily Tuesday. And his lawyer says, well, either way, we would turn him him in in New York. We would just go there. And and then anyway, either way, there's going to be no perp walk from Florida to New York because it, it's a unique situation. You'd have Secret Service with him. So the whole point, they wanted to push DeSantis into oncoming traffic and announce for the first time ever, start declaring war on the NYPD when the whole thing was moot. Now, again, if the time calls for it, I think I think he should be doing that. I don't think anyone else would, including Trump, but I think he should do it, and I think he probably would. But the point is, it never happened, and it won't happen. So it was a rumor started by Trump himself. See, part of the thing people need to realize about DeSantis is he doesn't swing wildly. He's accomplished because he does it smart. And, you know, I want to get to the point, like I, I want to get to the point where we tell the federal courts off, where we tell not just a blue state I won't extradite, but even the feds, which is obviously a lot harder. But a couple things on that. you got to walk before you run. You need really multiple states to do that. You can't expect one person to do that. And, and you got to really do it smartly. you got to understand the issues. Now, I think we all agree broadly it does appear that they are imminently gunning for him in this case. We all agree broadly that this is all politically motivated. And, you know, it's very hard to see how you could squeeze a felony out of the hush payments. And... You know, and, and, and especially during this anarcho tyranny when the Biden administration could just sell out the country and that's fine. BLM could just rampage and that's fine. We all agree with that. But, you know, before you get up there and say, I will block any extradition, I mean, you got to get the facts. Right now, we're building off of, we're trying to govern off of Trump's tweet or whatever it's called, that funky website he has. And then it turns out he walks it back. I mean, this is what happens. He leaves. He wanted to basically January 6th, <laughs> DeSantis, you know, have him come out there and then, and then he walks it back. That's what he does. So, you know, he was smart for not taking the bait. And, you know, and at his press conference, he spoke out today. Yeah, it's politically motivated. You know, right now I just hear a rumor. If there's something more going on, let me know. But Florida law enforcement absolutely is not involved in this and won't be done. I mean, what do you want him to do? There's no, they created this fake dramatic thing, which I think we all agree, if it comes to that, I would, I would like to see it blocked. But there's no evidence it will. And indeed, Trump's own lawyer said, this is where he's headed. So I want, I want, to, I want to delve a lot into this. Because there's so much frustration that these guys demand Loyalty to the millionth degree to him in a stupid way, but they won't demand basic loyalty to our values from this guy. It's like, the vaccine is good. It's all, I love the vaccine. Well, it's making you sick. I love it anyway. I want more. Well, it didn't work. You already got the vaccine. Well, that's why we need another one. It's literally like the same guys are like, Trump, we need Trump. He's the alpha. And they're like, well, wait, but didn't, 
wasn't he present at the very time when all of this was set into motion and he helped it. He helped the Federal Reserve get to where the banking crisis is. He helped with the COVID economy, the COVID fascism, the spending, the degree of spending on the woke and weaponized agencies blew out the Obama years. And we fought this all at the time. It's literally like the COVID shots. They come and demand you get a shot as if the first dose has never happened. He is Trump is literally a COVID shot. Maybe that's why he likes it so much. Now, speaking of which, thanks to Trump's warp speed, a lot of people have damaged telomeres, which are the ends of your chromosomes, that erode over time and cause aging and a depleted immune system and all sorts of health problems. There's an amazing product that I'd love to share with you, youthswitchmd.com slash conservative. What, what is Youth Switch? It helps lengthen those telomeres, which in turn helps rejuvenate your body, slow aging, bolster your immune system through T-cell activation, really important to those that were attacked by the bioweapons of COVID and the COVID shots. And it's all natural, doctor-approved, manufactured right here in the U.S. It contains a potent blend of adaptogens that promote healthier telomeres and longer lifespans, boosts your energy, and supports regeneration. If you go right now to youthswitchmd.com slash conservative, and you order your monthly subscription, your bottles of YouSwitch, guess what? You get five gifts, four bonus eBooks that talk about how to boost your whole health, um, a lot of different secrets that the medical uh, cartel doesn't want you to know about, and then a free bottle of Ageless Brain, another great supplement that improves your focus, memory, and mood. So really, really amazing deal there at youswitchmd.com slash conservative. So, you know, another thing is Trump calls for everyone to take to the streets. I mean, dude, like, he's literally like an F FBI informant. They want to create another January 6th. It's all about him. We have so many things we need to do now on COVID fascism. So many things we need to do now on blocking central bank digital currency and the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve is like the vaccines to the economy and our monetary system. And all the issues we're working on. But it's all about him. They tell us, no, this is about everyone else. Yeah, we kind of know that, but you didn't seem to care while these people rotted. And you know what? I might have on later this week R Richard Barnett, one of the most famous January 6th defendants facing 10 years. I mean, th these people will tell you they were left high and dry by Trump's organization. He did nothing for his own people. It's a one-way loyalty. And again, they, they created this fake thing that Trump was about to be grabbed like NYPD was going to parachute into Palm Beach and DeSantis could block them and he wasn't doing it. And it turned out to be a lie. But honestly, I think we all agree if it did, he, he likely would do that. Even though on Friday, just or Thursday, a couple days before, Trump's begging him now to, to bail him out when there's nothing to bail out. Trump filed a complaint with the Florida Election Board saying DeSantis was violating election law when, ironically, Trump is, you know, has a grand jury on him now over election law. So, yes, it is true that it would be a banana republic thing to do 
and it should be blocked. But what? COVID fascism wasn't a banana republic? January 6th wasn't a banana republic? All these other people being grabbed that don't have Trump's money and backing and support? You know, that wasn't a banana republic? So yeah, I would hope DeSantis at some point comes out with a legal defense fund for people that are politically targeted and things like that. And I have no doubt that he is going to pursue that. But yeah, I, th- I think, you know, never be happy. To me, a politician is like a stock. Buy low, sell high. Don't cling to it, okay? Don't get personal. When I was a little kid, I started investing when um, I was like eight, nine. And I would, I would literally get emotionally invested in a stock. I would love it because, you know, I felt proud of myself at a young age. I was the one that you know, told my father and older brother, you know, which Vanguard fund I thought was good and it really did very well. And you get emotionally invested in it. It's that's stupid. It's a stock, you know. A politician's a politician. I'm about outcomes. I will ride anyone to get my outcomes. Just like the industries do it for their whorish reasons, we should be lobbyists for liberty. So yeah, demand as much as is realistic. Now again, it's gotta be realistic. You know, like, I always say, and I've been saying for six years, we need to get to the point where states tell the federal courts to drop dead when they start saying you have to have sodomy, you have to have this and that. But at the same time, I'm not going to demand in any one time before we create the environment that you can do this for one governor to just step out without any support and say, if you better better do that or you're a fraud. You know you got to build that movement, and it's got to be that the appropriate time in the appropriate way, and you really got to you know, cross your T's and dot your I's if you're going alone with something like that. But it's amazing. Last week, the FDA approves the shots for babies. Nobody is demanding, will Trump renounce his support? This is his thing. It's not just, you know, will this politician take this stance on any given random issue? This is his thing. So it's like you, you had this wind-up toy on Saturday, this Vivek guy who talks 100 miles an hour and sounds like he's taking 10 Red Bulls. He's like a talking point machine. He says all of our talking points, loves our talking points. And by the way, just so you know, headed into a presidential election, even Nikki Haley, for the most part, except for Ukraine because they're so much in love with that, they're going to broadly talk, say our talking points, the woke and the SG and... Biden, eh, you know, the border. They're going to say this stuff. China, China. They're all going to say that. There's nothing unique about someone articulating our talking points. It's two things. Number one, the more minor point is there's a couple of things they notoriously leave out while indulging most of our talking points at a broad superficial level. But then the bigger thing is we've been there and done that. Who actually gets into power and does it? Only one man has done that. Only one man. And there's no close second. So I'm sorry. I mean, it's not Vivek's fault. He was never in position to govern. But to me, talk is cheap. Yeah, so it's easy for him to say. And it's interesting. If he's this refreshing new voice, I I respect that. And I actually wanted someone like that to succeed. I still do. But I find it interesting. He will not utter a word about Trump. But now he's attacking DeSantis. Very interesting. Very interesting. That's very telling. But this is where we are. This hypocrisy at all 
ends. At all ends. So Trump is like the COVID shots, negative efficacy. You have a cult that refuses to get off of him. Nothing is his fault. It's like they will never see harm in the vaccines. Yes, I got myocarditis from the first round. So get, you may as well get the second round. They literally would say that. We have that in, in, in our book, The Rise of the Fourth Reich. In the military, they did that with some of the soldiers, the pilots that got myocarditis after the first shot. It's like Trump causes a problem, and then it's like it's never his fault. That's why we need Trump. It's so bad. Make America great again. Well, wait, wait but not only was he president and failed on this, I wish he just failed. He induced this. But two directions, both negative efficacy on the policies and then the side effects, like just like the COVID shots, where he induces a reaction from the left that's nuclear as if he is fighting it. Of course, this doesn't take away the fact that we live in a banana republic and it needs to be interposed against in the right way. But not be to service one man. For all of us. For all of us. And, you know, I do want to get out one one thing here that I think is important. It is important. This Stormy Daniels hush money, the porn star hush money. I don't think there's too many people that disagree with the likelihood that he was banging a porn star um, while his wife was pregnant. And kind of, you know, that's kind of how he rolls and, you know, what he's done for most of his life. And, okay, you know, obviously that has no bearings on the fact that you could arrest someone for making that payment, that, that somehow that that's a felony and could, you know, be rewritten into campaign finance law. Yeah, I, I mean, we agree upon that. We, we, we get that, and, and Biden's a bigger pervert, pervert and Hunter Biden, and they've done a million crimes over and over. That's all true. That's all true. But let's just not lose sight for a moment that the man is a dirtbag. Like, does that, do values not matter? I'm not making the argument that when you had Hillary versus Trump in a general election, that we're going to say, oh, I'm not voting for him because, you know, he lived an immoral lifestyle. I get that. It's a strategic move. You have two things. You know, Hillary and Biden, they're just as immoral, if not more. Plus, you have the, you know, even worse policies, yada, yada. I get that argument. I don't disagree with it. But you you can't go all the way in that direction and make it a cult as if you refuse to see no evil, hear no evil with Trump. All of his capricious, you know, personality traits – the narcissism, the ignorance about policy, the refusal to see the truth on issues, the refusal to admit he's wrong, the, the, the lifestyle issues, it does matter at some point. I'm just saying it is kind of ironic that they want, the, the hill to die on for these SOB asshole Trump supporters is not COVID fascism, not the poisoning of our people, not any of the issues we're talking about, not Trump's own supporters that have bled for him for three years, right? Because I've been calling on red state governors. They should not cooperate. I, 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 that's, that's my thing. But these people were dead silent. 
it's really like th- this is this is where we're gonna make our stand on Stormy Daniels hush payments. Now I understand before you jump all over me that from our end it's not about that. It's about that you know it's it's part of the rise of the Fourth Reich. I understand that, and that's why I do believe we should block it. Although there's nothing to block in this case yet, I do agree with that. But let's just not lose sight of this man. Get out of your stupor. Just stop it. And that's the thing. They don't demand any efficacy. It's literally like the COVID shots. Yeah, we have more COVID than ever. Most people died after the COVID shots came out from COVID. So therefore, you need to get the COVID shots. Because you need your protection. That's how they talk. And there are doctors... You know, the people at the top know what they're doing, but the run-of-the-mill doctors, they're stupid enough to believe it. It's a cult. That's what a cult is. They'll look at you, an idol. It doesn't have a mouth and speaks. Or it has eyes and doesn't see. About the molten images like King David talked about in Psalms and all over the Bible. And they believed in it. They liter- this man... He wasn't just president. All this banking stuff. I I could get you endless clips of him on the quantitative easing. His support for the fiscal and monetary printing. Eight, nine trillion worth. That got us into this position. And we're now facing a worse banking crisis than 2008 in many respects. Along with a worse debt crisis. And a worse inflation crisis all mixed in one. It all came from his policies. No, Daniel, you couldn't expect anyone else to do more. I literally saw that. All the pressure to act on COVID. So you're basically telling me that for the time it actually matters, which is the crisis-driven stuff. What do you think? The less not going to induce this stuff? Of course they will. Well, you can't expect more. But DeSantis, nothing he does is enough. Nothing he does. It's truly unbelievable. It's an utter disgrace. He was never there for his people. Goes and files an election complaint on him. And then two days later, they're crying and asking him to somehow light himself on fire based on a, a Trump social media post that was then retracted without seeing any legal documents. What do you freaking want from the guy? But that's a big lesson. He has his ducks in a row. Even sometimes I'm a pretty, you know, fiery guy. I like swinging at everything. But at the same time, and I think you guys who have been with me for years, you understand that I've developed a maturity that I understand there's a difference between being a commentator. You know, I could sit here in my room with my microphone and say whatever I want. It doesn't cost me anything. In that respect, Vivek is no different than me. Or Nikki Haley or something or any of these guys now that aren't in a position. He is in the position. He's the governor of the third largest state. And he still said and has done most of what we would ask. That's pretty good. But you do have to do it in a smart way, especially when you're going it alone. And I want to get to this go it alone versus creating a coalition of states, which is the key. A rising tide raises all boats, lifts all boats.
And that's what needs to happen. Realistically, we're not going to take back our country with one man, one governor, or one president. But the, the unique thing about DeSantis is that he is the one doing this. He just said even in today's press conference, I'm, I'm trying to get other governors to commit to doing the same. If you have 50% of the states say, we are banning essential bank digital currency, done, you head it off. Every issue he leads on. What do you want the guy to say? Comment. So now Trump ha- is able to like manipulate. What, what, the, the moral hazard is what this means is Trump could put out any post and now DeSantis has to like not just respond to it, but govern based off of it. They're literally talking about he needs to do. What are you talking about? He was in Oklahoma. He wasn't even in the state. They retracted the Tuesday thing. And his lawyer said he would. They would walk over to New York and turn himself in if that were to happen. So what do you want from him? Oh, he should have spoken out the second. Well, you got to see, this is the problem. I myself had this problem when he was president. I'd get all hyped up and say something, and then it turns out it wasn't true. The discipline is actually something to admire. Now, look, if, you know, obviously I do want him to get to a point where he starts telling states off. That is very important. Um, You know, these things are very true. And I think if nothing else, what this thing does demonstrate is just the degree of anarcho-tyranny that we have in the country. And it underscores why we need a national divorce. See, the Trump people are like, this is why Mr. Trump needs to be president. See, I'm not saying, oh, this is why DeSantis needs to be president. I'm just saying, like, this is why we need national divorce. You can't share a country with people that have the rule of law now, like Alvin Bragg, where he literally downgraded armed robbery to a misdemeanor, but then is doing this. You know, j- j- just just so you, to go through some of the statistics. And, and this was... um. In 2021, so by now I'm sure it's much worse, you know, because I'm sure the remaining cases they let go. But as of that point, according to the Oregonian, out of 974 criminal cases stemming from the Portland riots over the past several months, 666, so like two-thirds, were dropped by um, the, the county DA there. But only 7 out of 39 arrests for assaulting police resulted in charges even being filed. And I'm sure they were dropped or pled down. The outlet even found 18 individuals were arrested three or more times throughout the rioting. Nearly all the charges were dropped. They further found that even some of the cases that were initially listed as having criminal charges lodged against the defendant were later dropped. Court records show prosecutors have subsequently decided to drop all charges in at least 22 of these cases, some that have included allegations of riot, burglary, and unlawful use of a weapon. And I'm sure by now, like, could could you even name people? Remember Chaz, the area they took over for like a month? They took over five blocks of Seattle and Portland. Could you even name people that even served meaningful jail time, prison time? No one was held pre-trial. And then now you have the same thing in Atlanta. The media is not talking about that. Literally terrorist attacks on police. 
no one's being charged. So, you know, one of the things that they're grabbing people on is, um, you know, this whole 231A3, 18 USC 231A3, obstructing police during a disturbance. So basically they're saying anyone who you could wave your hand, literally, that's, that's what they're getting a lot of people on. And that is a felony, and they could hit them up on 10 years in prison. So one of the lawyers, John Gross, the lawyer for um, Barnett and um, Quaglin and uh, a couple others, he filed a brief and he, and he put together statistics, and, and, and the judge ignored it. But from January 6, 2020 to January 6, 2022, there were only 19 defendants in the entire country charged with 231A3. The reason why that's significant is because that was the period where you had the entirety of BLM. Okay? I mean, that's literally all they did. I mean, you don't... See, you didn't even have to hit them with disturbance. They threw cinder blocks and this and that. You didn't even have to get that creative. I mean, you could have locked up a million people on straight-up violent criminal charges. But they, they hit 19 people on 231A3. Yet 206 were charged so far in D.C. for January 6th. And that number is going to swell. That's the anarcho-tyranny we have. And by the way, you know, I was reminding people over the weekend. People forget this. Do you know on June 6, 2020, do you know that about 19 Secret Service members had to be taken to the hospital? Trump went into the bunker. You remember that? I could be wrong, but from what I have seen, I only saw one arrested, and I have not seen anyone convicted. Now, I want you to understand what that means for 19 Secret Service members to go to the hospital, both in terms of how bad it has to get and in terms of how much leeway was given to those people. See, you could have a situation with city cops, how you have a riot and 19 could be injured and go to the hospital. But with Secret Service, they have so many degrees of perimeters. They don't let you get to a position where you could harm them. They'll blow, blow you out of the water. I once had a, um, years ago, I had a border agent on the show. Used to have him on the show a lot. And um, he told me he once went to D.C., and it, it was, I guess it was during BLM and, you know, law enforcement was being trashed. And he said, look, you know, we're simpaticos, we're law enforcement. He went over to a guy and like, flashed his badge as a border agent. Hey, let's take a picture. Get it. And the guy put his hands on and then stepped back and says, get away, get away. Like, that's how off-putting Secret Service are. You cannot get up to them. How that, they were able to get off the ground to initiate a riot of throwing cinder blocks and injuring at least enough to seek medical care, 19 agents, is astounding. And again, that demonstrates that, and, and, then, and then after the fact, they, I don't think they were punished. That is the degree of anarcho-tyranny we have. And, and again, by the way, that was Trump's Justice Department. That was Trump. Trump let that go on, um, and it was strategic. It wasn't by accident. Uh, Brooke Rollins, the Coke globalist, um, domestic policy top advisors he had said, you cannot ruin your chance headed into the 2020 election with the black vote. That was their big, big thing, and Trump bought into that. 
It, it's unbelievable. Everything they accused his opponents of doing, he does, just like the COVID shots. Just like the COVID shots. It's unbelievable. But I want to get to the ivermectin. If Trump is like the COVID shots, well, what's the ivermectin? The ivermectin is exactly what DeSantis is doing. Notice I didn't say DeSantis is the ivermectin. It's what he is taking the lead on. Before he announced, you know, this push against central bank digital currency, on Thursday, he held another press conference on ESG. And what was unique about it is two things. Number one, in the scope of what he did, it's not just that he said the state won't get involved anymore, but it straight up prohibits even private, big banks, trusts, financial institutions from ever discriminating against customers based on religious, political, or social beliefs. Done. Done. Obviously, the state's going to divest their funding from anyone that does that, empowers the AG to go after them, Um obviously places it on all local governments as well. And so that's that's that. But he created a coalition of 19 states that signed on to a letter committing to do the same. And to me, I was like, bingo. That is, notice he keeps saying that. He said that today. He said that with immigration. He said that with COVID. I call on others to join my committee. Let's push back against the CDC. This is what it's at. The most important Federalist paper. And yes, DeSantis is kind of a nerd with the Federalist papers. He knows all of them. Um, fun fact, um, when... He was in Congress, and Obama issued his executive order. So I kept using the line from Hamilton, and here I am, my ignorance. It's in the 40s or 50s. I forget which one it was even, where it's it's the essay. It's this one essay where Hamilton contrasts the power of a king to that of, an, of a, you know, a U.S. executive or a proposed executive at the time that they wanted to call the president. And he was saying, you know, this will have the power to do this, and – he said, the one, meaning the king, will have the power to make denizens of aliens. The other will have no positive powers whatsoever. You know, you can't, like, just wave a wand and make a positive power. You can only enforce laws. Um, and, and he pulled that out, whatever. That was, that was his thing. But that's, that's a side point. But Federalist 46, Madison describes what interposition looks like. The disquietude of the people, their repugnance and perhaps refusal to cooperate with the officers of the union, the frowns of the executive magistrate of the state, that's the governor, the embarrassments created by the legislative devices, that's the legislature, which would often be added on such occasions would oppose in any state difficulties not to be despised would form in a large state, think Florida, Texas, very serious impediments would oppose against the federal government, and where the sentiments of several adjoining Joining states happen to be in unison would present obstructions which the federal government would hardly be willing to encounter. And his point was you get the governors, legislatures of multiple states. You start with a large state. Literally what we're talking about today, that's how you stop it. 
That's why I heart DeSantis. Not so much he's going to run for president. As I said before, he told Brian Kilmeade, and I have it written down here. Um, he said, look, um, it's not all about who ends up running for president. That's important because I think nationally we need to change the direction. But I think our individual states do have the capacity to drive the national agenda. Florida drove the agenda on so many things. He talked about COVID, yada, yada. I'd like to see a competition among all the red states about, you know, who can kind of outdo each other. So I do think it's a blueprint for other states. I do think it can be applied nationally, but it's less about me than about, I think, the underlying principles that we need to restore in our country. And that's where it's at. They could do this with, with immigration. They could. I want to see them do this with global warming. Because that's, that's a tough one. You know, all the energy stuff, that's interstate commerce. But if you have all states get together and say, we are making a permanent compact to invite in the state manufacturers to manufacture all cars, sans cafe standards, you know, fuel efficiency standards, global warming stuff, a kill switch, products that are, you know, not just drilling for oil, but creating products that are free from all these mandates. One state can't really do that. But that's what we need. So they have the nerve to somehow suggest that he's falling down on state interposition against the feds. And again, this isn't the feds. I'm sure the feds are working with with, uh, the Manhattan DA on this. There's no question they are. But at the end of the day, it's a state thing. And I think it's, you know, red states should start this trend of refusing to extradite. But Dude, before he pulls the cord, he's got to have a live, actionable case. He can't pull the cord off of a social media post that was then rescinded. So this, my friends, is the hydroxychloroquine, the ivermectin, that you're directly treating the problem. You see inflammation? It's an anti-inflammatory. You see clotting? It's an anticoagulant. Boom. That's the issue. You have centralized federal power, the executive agencies working with the Federal Reserve now, and international governments. Take back your own state and local government, make it red again, and interpose against it, doctrine of lowest magistrate. It's not easy, but I cannot think of a better thing to do. So yeah, I mean, I'll cover the presidential race here and there, but that's not going to be my primary thing. And it's interesting that one of the candidates himself is saying that this is what we should be doing. But moreover, he's demonstrating it and leading on it. Someone could always be better. But the way you make someone better is you create a movement and an environment that you have their back. You pressure them to go more to the right. But you build a movement that could serve as a receptacle for what they're trying to do. And that's what we need to do with DeSantis. But that's what was always lacking with Trump. They never demand anything of the guy. Like, why is DeSantis not saying he's going to block an extradition? Why is nobody asking why this man will not swear off his support of the shots that he put into motion that is killing people left and right? Swear it off at least for babies. He's never forced to take a position. Never forced. And then, folks, 
there's one other story I wanted to get to on this front of states pushing back. Why it's so, so important. This is from TennesseeConservativeNews.com. House Speaker Sexton proposes panel to consider rejection of federal education funding. We actually had him on the floor on the, on the uh, show before. House Speaker Cameron Sexton is looking into the creation of a task force to determine whether it would be feasible for Tennessee to reject federal education funding in an attempt to eliminate federal regulation of state public schools. House Bill 1249, sponsored by Sexton, and Senate Bill 1507, sponsored by Randy McNally. He's the lieutenant governor um, or Senate president. Uh, were both filed on Monday to create an 11-person panel that would be chaired by the state's education commissioner and basically to look into whether it's feasible to give back the $1.8 billion. It's a lot of money for a state like Tennessee and say, screw it. This is the opposite of what we're seeing in so many states where they're begging, oh, I want the federal funding. I can't fight back against COVID fascism because I don't want to lose federal funding. This is the linchpin to why red states aren't nearly as red as blue states are blue. All they care about are being whores for the federal government. This is such a welcoming thing. And I could tell you, I did speak to the speaker and he was dead serious about doing this. That they, they feel they can do it. They want to explore exactly, do, it, do an accounting of the funding, how they could backfill it with what they need, and then done. Because the main thing is they're using Title, if you, title IX funding to then push all of their social agenda. Education is obviously one of the biggest state expenditures, often the biggest, I mean, really, Medicaid is what takes over, but but it's it's a big deal. This is something that really, really needs to be done in every state. Give back the education funding. That's what needs to happen. Do you understand how impactful these action items we keep calling for? Do you understand how impactful they are? It makes the presidential election seem stupid. That's the thing. I don't care. I told you already. I don't have a dog in the fight in that sense. But at the same time, I'm not going to be one of these that's like, to use it not to take a stand. Like you have a lot of these, oh, they're both good. I wish they, no, no, no. I'll tell you exactly how I think on it. But I'm just, what I'm not going to do is do to DeSantis a mirror image of what the Trump supporters do to Trump and make him an idol, even though he's much more effective and actually believes in what we believe in, and is actually not personally a dirtbag, actually lives our values, shares our values, espouses our values, and acts upon our values. But A, we got to always push him, and that's fine to push him, if it's realistic. And B, my bigger issue is, I don't care. I don't have a need to come on every day and trash Trump. But he's the one getting in our way. Every single time we're trying to push us. Oh, stop. Stop. We have to have the fat rear end come here and moon us. It's time for the next mooning session. Nothing matters. Nothing matters right now. We have the Federal Reserve. I mean, maybe we'll talk about this more tomorrow. What they are doing, is, and, and along with the other central banks and 
Europe and Japan and whatever, all the global central banks get together. They all work together. They literally control the economy. They're creating the worst of all. So they're creating the worst run on small, mid-sized banks, then the worst bailouts that help the big banks consolidate a monopoly, which you know what they want to do with that, and then all of the inflation. Literally. It, 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 it's, it's literally... It's literally the mirror image of what the left has done fiscal policy. So fiscal policy, they have redistributed, you know, take from, you know, the people that pay a lot of taxes and redistribute it to um, the poor, which is immoral. You know, you can give charity, but the government, that, that, you know, what the government does is that that's theft. They earn that money. But now they want to do the opposite and literally take from people that don't have as much and redistribute it through their policies, unnatural policies that are unearned to the wealthiest monopolies around. You know, as conservatives, we're not inherently for or against poor people, rich people, anything. We're for a fair, free market. We don't like it distorted in either direction. But that's what's going on. And we need someone to take... And, and DeSantis, by the way, spoke out today about what um, the Federal Reserve has done. And I think that needs to be a big action item. Whoever runs for president, either abolish the Fed, or if it's more achievable, repeal Humphrey Hawkins, which is their ability, which is what took them beyond just kind of you know, managing a stable currency to manipulating the economy, getting involved with you know, achieving full employment, that mandate where they could say, oh, the economy is this, down, the rates go. Up, the rates go here. Oh, we could buy trillions in, in treasuries. No, 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 you can't do any of that. No printing money, no buying mortgage, mortgage-backed securities, no tinkering with interest rates based on what you want to socially engineer the economy. Um, Mike Lee, years ago, had legislation. I don't know if he introduces it every year. There might be a version this year. I could find it. Um, but Mike Lee has had a bill like that. And that audit the Fed is just not enough at this point. I don't know what that's going to do. Take away their mandate to create economic transformation without representation. That's what it is. So we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. But folks, this is the broader vision. You don't get elsewhere. Um, you're going to get empty calories. Oh, it's how about Trump is being persecuted? That's not really the point. We're all being persecuted, and that's been that way for a while, buddy. I'm I'm the one who has been calling causing calling for these actions long before with them, even to the extent they'll call for the right thing, but at the wrong moment, of course, in the wrong way, and harass the wrong guy in the wrong way to do it. It's only to service one man. How much longer are we gonna be stuck to this one man? We have no right to make fun out of the left for adhering to the COVID shots. For better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in health and, and sickness, and even in death. Because, frankly, they are doing the same thing with Trump. And you know what? Maybe that's why he loves himself some Pfizer, because he sure behaves a lot like it. I'm sorry. I know it's bad for selling books. 
there is a, I could say everything I'm saying. Oh, uh, the coach shots are gr- gr- horrible. Yeah, 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 Dan. Yeah, and Trump did it. No, no. You know, we have all this inflation. Yeah, the Federal Reserve is terrible. Yeah. You know, Trump supported all this. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> the spending's out of control. These woke and weaponized it. Yeah, you know, you know, Trump worked with Paul Ryan, by the way, against DeSantis and Massey and those people in the Freedom Caucus to pass all those budget bills. Shut up. You're evil. Oh, okay. I mean, what, what I'm supposed to pretend like. And it's not, again, it's not even about what happened. They still don't demand he even say the right things now even though it doesn't cost him anything because he's not in an elected position. But he'll get this Vivek guy to kind of be his um, you know, blocking interference uh, mechanism to screw with. Well, watch that. Watch that carefully. If he's for real, he'll attack Trump. If he only goes after DeSantis, you'll know this Vivek guy is a fraud. But uh, look, you know, I'm willing to give him a chance. We'll see what happens. Let me know your questions, comments, concerns. Daniel Hurwitz at smartmail.com if you agree or disagree. Um, we have some more great columns coming up at um, CR and The Blaze this week. Also look for our uh, some really good interviews we'll have coming up later this week. Make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps against the trolls that try to take us down. Substance, substance, vision, long-term outcomes meat and potatoes that's what we're about here until tomorrow god bless y'all and thank you for listening